Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Mizat Hashem, we're starting the new Mishnah here, and we're going to talk about Sheila. Let's just remember, what have we done so far? The first Mishnah we spoke about, we mentioned Haskara, which is Mashiva Ruach Geshem, which is Haskara and Sheila. So Haskara, we said, we had three Shitot in the Mishnah, when, when you start Haskara. First day of Sukkot, Shmini Atzeret in Shacharit, which is Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yaz Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah. Remember? First Mishnah. That was in terms of Azkara. And Rabbi Yehuda also told us when we stop Azkara, which is first day of Pesach. Fine. We also mentioned in the first Mishnah that Shualina Tekshamim Samuch Shamim. We start Sheila, which is Barcheno, Barchaleno. We start asking for rain near the rainy season. Okay? The next Mishnah, which was Dafhe, what did we discuss in that Mishnah? We discussed what's the end time for Sheila. Remember we asked the Dafhe. So we said either, according to Rabbi Yudah, till the end of Pesach, and Rabbi Meir said until the end of Nisan. So we explained in the Gemara, this is actually arguing on a previous Mishnah. Meaning, Rabbi Yudah in the previous Mishnah said that we do Azkara till um, the first day of Pesach. So we stop, We also would stop Sheila by the first day of Pesach. How it's the first day, we spoke about if it's the night before, in Mincha, whatever it was, went through all those possibilities. Kids are fine. So basically what we have so far is we know Sheila is with Haskara seemingly until um, the end time. We know the end time for Sheila. Either it's till the end of Pesach or the beginning of Pesach, fine. Now this Mishnah tells us what's the start time for Sheila. This we have not discussed clearly yet. Right? We said in the first Mishnah it's Sheila is Samuch Leg Shamim. Barchenu. Barchenu. When does that start? So this we haven't yet understood. But we spoke about the conditions. If there is three, ta- three times the Matav, Yore, three times rain, then you can say this is the rainy season started, right? Okay, you're talking about when we start fasting. That's a different story. We mentioned this briefly. No, you are right, though. Sorry. You are right. We said the first of those rains, the time periods, is to start Sheila. And it has to be within... And that's what we're going to discuss now. ...amount of time within, like, uh, No, you're right. It was, we said it was three shitot. Remember we said three shitot about the first, second, like and third. Some time, like we said three shitot. What is the first rain? What is Yoreh? Right. 3, 7, 17 of Cheshvan. Right. Uh, 7, 17, 23. 17, 23, Aleph Kislev. Right. Remember we spoke about this. Actually, very much right now. It's right now. We just started Kislev. This is the beginning of the rainy season. So now, this Mishnah tells us the two Shitot in the Mishnah. What is the beginning of Sheila? Okay? Now this Mishnah is talking about an Eretz Yisrael, so that's very important to remember. So let's see the Mishnah now. The third of Mar we start asking for rain. The third day of Cheshvan. Fine. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Gamliel Omer, Rabbi Gamliel says, we start asking for rain on the seventh of Cheshvan. Why? 
Tet Vav Yom, it's 15 days after Sukkot. Now what does that mean? 15 days after Sukkot is over. Because if you count 15 days from Shmini Atzeret, Shmini Atzeret, you're going to reach the 7th of Cheshvan. How? Because Shmini Atzeret is over on the 22nd, right? 22nd, 22? Chafbet. And you add another 15, and you get the 7th of Cheshvan. Does that make sense? Yeah, because uh, unfortunately we know that October 7 was Okay, Kitzav, right. So that was the last day of but now listen to the words of the Mishnah. Why is that at 15 days after Shmini Atzeret? What's the, what's the importance of that? Why we wait 15 days after Shmini Atzeret in order to start Sheila, according to Rabbi Gamliel. Because people used to come back from... Uh, so the Mishnah Barak. says, Yisrael Prat. So the last of the Jewish people should reach Nahar Prat, the Euphrates River. What does it mean? Okay, so the simple pshat here, I'll tell you before we see what Rashi suggests is, people, the farthest people would travel from to Yerushalayim for the Chag would be near Nahar Prat. That would be the farthest area. Jews live near there. If it would start raining, if you would start Sheila before 15 days, they wouldn't be able to get there by the time it would start raining. So they would end up getting rained on. We don't want Jews who came, who went to the Beit HaMikdash to bring Korbanot and to celebrate, to get rained on on the way back. So we wait 15 days till they could get to the farthest location Jews would go to and still come. Meaning there may have been Jews farther out, but they wouldn't come for to be Olela So we didn't count them in. Fine. Now there's two explanations here. I want to just speak this out. I always thought, what do you mean that they can reach Nahar Prat? So I always assumed, like I just said, the farthest location were Jews that were near Nahar Prat. So it's another way of saying, so that the Jews who came from the farthest place should be able to get home before it starts raining. But I saw it's brought down, and some learned this into Rashi actually, is that when it would start raining, the Euphrates River would start to swell with water. It would fill with water. And when it would fill with water, you couldn't cross the river. It would become full. It would be dangerous to cross. And there were Jews who would come from over that river to be Olele Rego. So in order for them to get home, be able to cross and go home, which took 15 days, we would start on the 7th of Cheshvan. Okay, that's the idea. Can I stop you first? Yeah, even before that. just This entire reason of Rebbe Gamliel is completely dependent on what? One second, it's dependent on what? What? People going to the Beit HaMikdash. Do you understand? Meaning, the entire reason to start on the 7th of Cheshvan seems to be because they're being all the regal. They're bringing korbanot. But let's say there's no Beit HaMikdash. Right? The entire sfara, the entire logic that I just said, takes 15 days for them to get to the farthest location. They came and stayed. By the way, there's an entire discussion about this. I want to point something out. There's a discussion. Would they stay in Yerushalayim, in the Beit HaMikdash, for the entire Chag Tel Shmini Atzeret, or would they go home after the first days? So either you learn they were... They, so either you learn they were mechuyav to stay till Shmini Atzeret, or some of them would stay till then. And the point is, then we want to make sure they could get home in peace. So if they leave after the first day... Well, then there's nothing to talk about. You don't need 15 days. This is actually after the third, Exactly. Right? This was after the seventh, right? We're talking about Shmini Atzeret. The eighth, actually. Shmini Atzeret. Shmini. 
eighth, really. No, I'm, I'm just trying yeah. to think. So what I'm just pointing out is, this logic of Rabban Gamliel, to say we start on the seventh of Cheshvan, is understanding we're starting it so everybody could get home from being Ola Larega. But if you're not Ola Larega, Bismana Zeh, so I did see, I think some people say, maybe there's still an inyan to go to Yerushalayim for the Chagim, even if there's no Beit HaMikdash. I'm not sure I saw something like that. But Afal Pikin, the point is, one could definitely argue, Bisman, that there's no Beit HaMikdash, maybe it should be earlier. I got your point Everybody hears that. that. Maybe it should be earlier. So what do you say? Yeah? But we're asking for Gshamim in Eretz Yisrael. What does it have to do with Babel? Babel will talk about soon. No. Before, but maybe there... It start a little bit later. We spoke about. Oh, also. okay. So we'll discuss that momentarily. Then we actually spoke yeah. about it over no, there. No, but you're talking about praying in Eretz Yisrael. That's the point. Okay, but the way back. Yeah. They're going Chutzalah. Oh, oh, I don't know if they're going Chutzalah. Not what? clear. Till that place. That could be the farthest outskirts of Eretz Yisrael. So we're not going to dive in something. We're not going to dive in something that could damage them, like you said, because then they'll get disappointed. We don't want to bother them, and they won't come back next year. But now, if you look at this Mishnah face value, how many days does it take to travel from Yerushalayim to Nahar Prat to the farthest reach of Israel? Like Seemingly 15. Now this is exciting because in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, there's a Tosafot that quotes this Mishnah, and he says the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah seems to contradict that okay 15 days listen to this 15 days to travel from Yerushalayim to Nahar Prat so listen to what Tosafot says see who remembers this we did this a little while ago so remember when we spoke about in the Sefer Rosh Hashanah how would they inform everybody that it was Rosh Chodesh so eventually they started to use Shluchim but before they used Shluchim what did they used to do Remember we said, the Tzeduki messed it up. But what were they doing originally? Before that, what were they doing? They used to have people in the Fire. Fire torches. Remember fire torches? Remember? They had mountaintops. Five locations. From Harazetim it started. Remember we learned about it in Mishnah. And we said, here. Uh, where is it here? One second. Here. Where was it here? Here. Sorry. Here. Mehara Mishchal is Sartava, Misartava, Le Grufina, Migrufina, Le Chavan, Mehavan, Le Bait Baltin, Me Bait Baltin, Lozazum Misham, Elamola, who maybe Umalo, Morid, Achaya, Roe, Kola, Golela, Fanav, Kimedurat Aish. So they would start at Hara Mishchal, which is Hara's 18, close to Yerushalayim. Then they would wave on that one. There would be a second mountain that would see them and they would start to wave too. A third one, a fourth one, a fifth one. The fifth one was still in the Gvul of Eretz Yisrael and it would wave until the Jews in Bavel. able to see them? The fire is very bright at night, yeah. And also we're in tall buildings and you have to assume that. So the fifth mountaintop, the fifth mountaintop would be in the border of Israel. They would wave and the Jews in Bavel, which one was it? In uh, Pumpadita, in Bavel, would see them and they would all start waving to make it known to the people in Galut as well, in Diaspora. In, uh, okay. So the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah said, listen, listen to this. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah said, 
There are five locations, okay? Five mountains from Yerushalayim, Hazetim, to the end of Eretz Yisrael on, on the side of, towards Bavel. So, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar added some locations, but then the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Kol Achat, this is Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Chavkim Alamad Bet. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ben Kol Achat Ve'achat Shmona Parsaot. Listen to this. Between each of these five locations, which means you have five mountains and there's four locations in between. Everybody sees that? Four locations between them. Each of these locations had eight parsaot in between. So how much would that be altogether? Hold on, with hold on, hold on. How much would it be altogether? How much would it be altogether? Thirty-two, because you have five, five locations with four spaces in between. So eight times four is thirty-two. So the Gemara says, Ah, It's much larger today. So the Gemara says today, based on the Psukim, our istatume uh, istatum lehudarki. The paths got messed up, like the tunnels in Gaza. They messed up the the roads are all messed up, so it takes longer to travel. Really, it should be thirty-two parsa, okay, from Harazetim till the end of Eretz Yisrael on the side of Bavel should be thirty-two parsa. Now, Tosafot comes along here. Everybody hear where we're going with this? So Argmara says so it sounds like it's not 15, 15 days. days travel from Yerushalayim to Nahar Prat. Right. The Gemara in Mesechet Rosh Hashanah says from Hazitim till the end of Eretz Yisrael yeah. to the side of Bavel is 32 parsa. So let's figure this out. Look at this toast for you. That is inside. Look. Exactly. So he says like this. Kama avalu latin utarvitartin. 32. So he says, Tema. Bizman Shabeta Mikdash Kayam Nami Merchaki Tuva. We know that it was much more than that when there was a Beit Mikdash. Why? Because the Mishnah Mesechetanit that we just did says, Shayam Ahalech Tetva Vyom Yerushalayim at Sofashel Kol Eretz Yisrael. Because it says that it was a 15 day travel from Yerushalayim till the end of the border of Israel. In order, like we say in the Mishnah, that the last person should be able to get to Nahar Prat. So and this is, one second, and this is on the side of Bavel. Nahar Prat borders Israel and Bavel. So he says, it seems to be a bit of a contradiction. On one hand, the Gemara over here in Mesechet Osh Hashanah is saying that it's 32 parsa from Harazetim to the end to Litzad Bavel which we'll see in a moment, is far less than 15-day travel, much less. Our Mishnah says that it took 15 days for the last Jew to get to the end of Eretz Yisrael, which is much more. Maybe he's old. Okay, so Tosafot says, you can't say there's a difference between Bayit Rishon and Bayit Sheni. He says there's no difference. So he's forced to say, that there was some sort of a strip that would go out to Nahar Prat that took 15 days to get there, but to get really with this uh, direct path would be only 32 parsa. So there's some sort of a extension in Nahar Prat that takes much longer for the Jews to get home to their place. But really, if you go in a direct path to Bavel, it would only take 32 parsa. Okay. But he says, this itself is very difficult to say, because he says, Chazal call Eretz Yisrael 400 parsa by 400 parsa. 
Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, exactly. We just learned a similar thing. It says like this. We know Yerushalayim was Tibor Shel Eretz Yisrael. It was the middle of Eretz Yisrael. How is that possible? Because what ends up happening is like this. Chazal say Eretz Yisrael is 400 parsa by 400 parsa. Which would mean if Yerushalayim is in the middle, like Chazal tell us, it would be 200 parsa in any direction to the borders. Easy math. But then it should come out, Assuming a person can travel 10 parsa a day, that's what the Chazal tell us, it should take 20 parsa for the last person to get from Yerushalayim to the end of Eretz Yisrael, because 200 parsa in every direction from Yerushalayim, which is in the middle, which should be 20 parsa in each direction, which would be two, right, 20 days travel. And furthermore, he says, okay, so that's question number one that he says. It's very difficult because Yerushalayim's in the middle, which should mean 200 parsa in each direction should be 20 days travel from Yerushalayim to the end of the border. <clears throat> furthermore, and this makes it very difficult, the Yarden is the eastern border of the land of Israel, the Jordan. It's one day's travel because we learned that later in this Masechta itself. In this Masechta itself we said that the Yarden is one day travel from Yarden to Yerushalayim, which is the end of the eastern border of Eretz Yisrael. It says one day travel. How come? How do we know that? So now the, so the whole Cheshbon is very difficult it's 20 now. kilometers, it's impossible. Jordan yeah. and Israel is much farther. Unless it was a different location. But everybody here... Tosafot basically lays this out. It's very difficult. These Gemarot are very difficult to put Unless together. Unless you tell me that Yerushalayim is next to Ma'ale Adomim also. I, the problem you is, Harabayat didn't change. You know what I mean? Almost close to Yericho. You know what Harabayat didn't change. Yeah. The Harabayat yeah. here, but the borders, okay, the, the Gulot, it, it, it's impossible. You know, so I'm just, the Israeli, I don't know, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know the answer to this. What I'm just showing you is, Tosafot quotes that Mishnah, and he leaves off very difficult. He says, really, based on Cheshbon, it should be 20 days travel from Yerushalayim to the end of the border. And we learn later in this Masechta, it's one day travel from Yerushalayim to Yarden, which is the eastern border. And in, in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, it says it's a, it's a 32 parsa. And in, in Ta'anit, it says it's 15 days. So regarding Narprat, he says, maybe we could say for that, there's some sort of a different path. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Walking... I would imagine normal travel. Normal travel, I would no. say. Oh, you're telling you're me that you can do one, uh, a travel of uh, 20 days in one day while people were flying? Because you say each side I hear, is I hear what you're saying. Parsa. That's interesting. You're saying, I mean, I guess when we say a normal person can travel 10 parsa, we mean in a normal way so to travel. Is, it should, Jordan is 20 days normally. Right, because it's 200 I guess, I guess, that's, uh, yeah. So, and they, here it's a one day. So it means that it's 20 times faster than the normal. I hear, I don't, I don't know the answer. Tosafot leaves out difficult. It's very and interesting. only to the border of yeah. France, Israel, yeah. not even to, to the Nahal Prat, it's another 20 days mm -hmm. from Yerushalayim. Seemingly. Which means it's even longer yeah. than to yeah. the... So, I, something just, I wanted to bring it up because it ties into the Masech that we learned. But anyways... Very difficult question. But maybe it's by, by, based on the condition, the weather condition, based on the, the way that maybe. you travel. Maybe. 
problem is the Gemara says 32 parsa. That's a very specific measurement. 32 parsa from the mountain. From Hazetim. Hazetim till the border of Eretz Israel and Bavel. Maybe the Nahakot have to do a few. So that's what he says. First, he tries to say the reason it will be 15 days to Nahakot is there was some other path that we're talking about. That helps, that helps with that, but it doesn't help with the Cheshbon of 20, 200 parsa, and therefore 20 days. It doesn't help with that. That doesn't help. That's difficult. It's a contradiction. So that, that the way that difficult. you said the Jordan, yeah. which is one day compared to 20 days. Yeah. It's, even, it's, a, it's even a bigger like, you know, contradiction. Mm-hmm. So Anyways, something to think about. So I don't maybe know. it's yeah. just a, a special point. I think just one thing that is very clear, the borders of Eretz Yisrael today are certainly not the borders that they were in biblical times. I think not, Eretz Yisrael is much bigger. I think. It's up to Iraq. Yeah, I think it was far, far bigger. I think that's uh, simple. Iraq, Lebanon, yeah, yeah, Syria, yeah, yeah. Egypt, Sinai, so. for example. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's Rafa, the, David Amelech. Is that the Shem? Mashiach comes. It's almost the same size of the land of Israel, just Rafa, the old desert, to Egypt. What if we gave in uh, after 73 wars? All right, we'll stop here anyways. Is that the Shem? Pick up discussing this next week, God willing. Is that the Shem?